back to the crossover podcast sure you get comics pop culture and sports and it is sports time as we are back talking the divisional playoffs in the national football league playoffs joining me today is uh craig Niels. how's it going craig well thank you very well all right uh good to have you on and uh rounding out our trifecta as always is his brother bill Niels. how's it going bill just fantastic thank you all right um so We'll just dive right into it. Bit of house cleaning to get into first uh, in terms of uh, a lot of coach hirings. I'd like to discuss a few of them. And uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the teams that uh, did not make it to this week and some of the silly decisions that they may or may not have made along the way that, that cost them the ability to play in this week. And uh, then we'll uh, talk about this week and, and place a few of our bets. Um First up, something we posited, uh, I think, a week or two ago on this podcast was the potential for the Adam Gase revenge tour if he were to sign as the head coach of the New York Jets. And by God, we're going to get that, Craig. A good hire for the Jets. Look, we talked about Adam Gase a little bit and how um, I think he's a guy that if he has a real quarterback, he might be able to have a more effective offense. Tannehill, I don't think, is uh, is what you would call an, an upper echelon NFL quarterback. I think that's the nicest way I could possibly phrase things. So I think that the the, the Gase decision is a, a good one for the Jets. I'm curious to see what he can do with Sam Darnold. The Jets have some money to spend this offseason. They're a little bit weak in draft capital because of the acquisition of Darnold. The Colts have a 34th pick in the draft, which seems like good news for them. Um, so we will see exactly how... Uh, how Gase likes to go about things here. The, the, the Jets need players, obviously. The Jets need a lot of players. But I think that's a good hire for them. Yeah, very, very good. Um, yeah, o- offensive-wise, I, I think I think he'll get them there. They just they do got to get him a, co- a couple of weapons as well. I just I don't think Quincy Inunia, who they just re-signed, that, that like he doesn't really move the needle for me, even though I think Quincy Inunia is fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, the... Uh, I I think uh, this could be a little bit of a move for the Jets going forward, to be honest with you. I think I think we may start moving towards the New York Jets no longer kind of being one of the uh, one of the punching bags in, in terms of jokes around around the National Football League. I, I, I really like this. They got a ways to go. I think it's a, I think mm-hmm. it's a good hire, but they've got a, a ways to go. If you oh, look yeah. at the chart, and you look at the roster, but they've got the third pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it, though, like, what do you take three years rebuilding? Is Gase going to be there in three years? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on the progress they show yeah. i don't know if it's going to be three years because if you've got if, if darnold's legit and you got a good quarterback hey, yeah. on a rookie contract yeah. that is extremely helpful and you can go do yeah. some things in free agency so we'll see exactly how the jets go like, like it might be three years before they're good again but they're at least giving themselves a chance they're, they're probably i would think if they pick in the third spot in the draft the jets are going to add a defensive piece you said they need some uh, offensive weapons that's absolutely true uh, I just don't think the third spot in the draft is where you go get those in this mm. particular draft. So unless they trade down, which I think the Jets should trade down, but unless yeah. they trade down, um, I think that they're probably going to be going defense here, which is fine too. They need some they need some guys on defense. So um, I think that would definitely be a, a, a reasonable thing to do. I completely agree with you on the trade down thing, and, and I was going to float that uh, to you, and I'm glad to see that well, we're Well, they don't looking... have a second-round pick, right? Replace some yeah. of the draft capital you lost Absolutely. by trading up last year. Absolutely. So. 
Um, now, quite famously on this podcast, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have have cost you some money this year, Craig. Um, yeah, did it again on the weekend. Oh God, I I feel these. I I. I because here's the thing, I wasn't smart. Like the, I, I could have got Seattle in three points, but mm-hmm. no, I got greedy. I said the Seahawks are winning this football game. Yeah, I just bet Seattle on the money line <laughs> because I got greedy. Yeah. So if you if you go by the spread, I picked the game properly. But if you go by what I actually placed dollars on, I didn't. Uh, and we didn't even get Seattle right on this podcast last week because. And this is the thing that I I I, I fail to bring up from time to time on 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 this pod is that. Um, one of the like the reasons our records are exceedingly mediocre, I would say, on the on this podcast is um, whenever we record this, we always take the numbers as they are on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, the single worst two days of the week, you could possibly try to get the numbers for the spreads, right? Because you're never getting the best of the number, the best days. I always place my actual bet Sunday morning unless I'm yeah. very concerned about a line that I like moving the other way. Sunday morning or Monday morning for the following week, those are the best days to place your bets, obviously, because you're going to get the best of the number for whichever games you want uh, at those two yeah. places. Any other day of, the, day of the week, for the most part, is usually pretty dumb. Um but you know that's not that. an excuse. I'm just merely pointing out that 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 is a, a real. What where did the Seattle line wind up going? Because we were talking about it. It was Dallas by a field goal, wasn't it? Uh, well, no. When we were talking about it, it was Seattle plus one. So, and we all took Seattle. So we technically got that wrong as of this podcast, right? But uh, you could have had Seattle plus two and a half, plus two, plus one, plus one and a half, all uh, all all up and down those things. So depending on when you got the number in that weird, weird football game, uh, you, you would have covered, right? Or you, yep. you would have covered or, or not pushed, covered. Pushed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, exactly, Bill, or in some cases pushed. Um, now, I, 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 you, the Cowboys were your foils this year, I would say, uh, Craig. And, oh, uh, yes, they, they were. <laughs> Um, I would, uh, I, and here's the thing. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what, what right now. Yeah. Uh, my gut is I love the Rams this weekend, but am I betting on this game? No. No. Okay. Because <laughs> I'll get to you because I kind of, I kind of like the seven, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. My foil this year was obviously the Tennessee Titans, and I got to tell you, at no point during the season because I watched damn near every snap that the Tennessee Titans played this year, and at no point was I thinking, boy, this offense is humming. Get Matt Lafleur a head coaching job, like woo! Like I, I don't, I don't. The the the, the Packers hiring Matt Lafleur as their new head coach. I just, I didn't even know he was out there as some sort of. Matt Lafleur once went to a bar with Sean McVay, so that's why he has a head coaching job. Is that it? Like, is, is that really it? <laughs> no, like, they did. They did actually work together for real. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like, if you look at the Bengals and hiring apparently Zach Taylor, uh, having once hung out with Sean McVay. Yeah. is as good uh that's as good uh, as actual it, success, it basically, yeah that's yeah. basically as good as having four super bowl rings right now yeah i i yeah i i don't understand that whatsoever and bill i think you and i should be very excited for for the fact that like matt lafleur will be on the packers sidelines now, for for two years apiece i've got a matt lafleur well not a matt lafleur hot take mm-hmm but we look at all the offensive coordinators, but in out of Tennessee, and no matter what, the offense just isn't good. Despite the fact that I think most people can agree they've got a good line. Mm-hmm. Maybe this whole time, well, I agree that the coaching hasn't been good, but maybe the coaching isn't the issue. Mm-hmm. It, are, and are, can we start to wonder whether Mariota's the issue? Yeah, that that is that a, like a fair question at this that point. That is though, I I think that's an ex- a very fair question. I think that's the one pause for concern that I have. 
would be there's been a lot of Marcus Mariota and a lot of Marcus Mariota playing on one leg. Uh, and a lot of, oh, Marcus Mariota can't play on one leg, leg this week. Who do I got? Blaine Gabbert and, like, I, I think Clipboard Jesus was still around for a couple of, ga- for a couple of games during this era. Like, it's 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 been – but, like, I don't know. I just – I haven't looked at the Tennessee Titans over the last few years and thought to myself, boy, that offense is humming. We got to we gotta look the, the F out for those guys. So, I don't know. That's That's – I think it's a little bit silly, but and I really hope uh, if I'm wrong and Matt Lafleur is a genius, then I guess you can go ahead and clip this and and shove it in my face <laughs> in a year or two for now. For for now, um, on the on the subject of the Aaron Rodgers thing, mm-hmm. when we heard that story of Mercedes Lewis, and I have no reason to not believe this, when Mercedes Lewis said McCarthy called the play into the huddle, and Aaron Rodgers essentially was like, "F this, well, we're doing this instead." I believe like, I 100% believe that. Yeah, yeah, what, like, what reason would we have to not exactly that? right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I uh, yeah, I can absolutely see Aaron Rodgers just going, no, fuck it, schoolyard. <laughs> like, yeah, like, actually, forget yeah. it, we're doing this. Yeah, um, I, I, just, I, I, I don't know. Like maybe Aaron Rodgers is becoming less patient his old age. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, we'll see uh, if if he doesn't like what Matt Lafleur brings to the table. We'll see how that marriage goes. Uh, it may not go well. We'll see. Yeah. Your boys, Craig. Uh, new mm-hmm. coach, Vic Fangio. They bring him yes. in from the Bears. And uh, I believe Gary Kubiak is also uh, Gary back Kubiak is coming back as offensive the coordinator. I'm thrilled about thrilled about both hires. Really excited. Here's, here's where I stand on the Vic Fangio thing. When I see all the Bears fans and I see Bears players on Twitter being like, oh, I hope this isn't true when it was first reported that Fangio got the Broncos job. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's a good sign. <laughs> Yeah. Like when Bears fans and players are like, oh, I really hope that guy's not leaving. Well, okay, he is. He's the head coach of the Denver Broncos now. Uh, so that's good. Uh, Gary Kubiak coming back to run the offense. I'm thrilled by that. I'm really excited by that. Uh, to run a, uh, an offense like the one that Gary Kubiak wants to run, they're going to need to significantly upgrade the line, I think. Uh, I'm hoping that's a priority in the draft. Uh, most football fans don't say, oh, I hope my team goes guard in the first round. But that is truly what I'm hoping for here. Uh, guard tackle. Uh, I know that they've got Garrett Bowles to tackle, but to, uh, we'll cross separation when we come to it. Uh, nonetheless, I, I think some offensive line upgrades would be super swells where they have some free agents too. But uh, I love both hires. I'm very, very excited about both hires. I was not as excited about the Mike Munchak idea. His time in Tennessee was not inspiring at all as a head coach. So to me, if if you weren't going to, like, obviously what everyone wants to do this offseason is let's hire the hit young offensive guy. Mm-hmm. They hired a, a defensive coordinator who's 60. Uh, so that's not the grain that everyone's going with, and typically, like, well, not typically, but uh, I, I feel as though going against the grain might be a good thing in this situation. Yeah, it's definitely not like you, you hear Vic Fangio's name, and it's not super sexy, right? Like, a, like no. a Cliff Kingsbury, who we'll get to in a minute. But um, yeah, I think it'll be something solid that after for... Niners people mm-hmm. pointed out uh, that that right about the team is. Um, when they had those truly great defenses, he was a coordinator, obviously, and the guys that were there were never as good as they were when Fangio was there before he got there and after he left. The guys that were there or left there when Fangio was around were never as good when he was not the mm-hmm. coordinator. He puts guys in a position to succeed, and you know, obviously the comments were, oh, yeah, you can hire Vic Fangio as your defensive coordinator, but we don't have Khalil Mack anymore. Like, well, okay, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, I feel, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like that. I yeah. feel like he's after the quarterback with those guys. So I think he has pieces to make things work. Mm. The Arizona Cardinals bring in former Montreal Alouette, uh, 
<laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I think this is actually a fun hire, to be honest with you. I think I think he did some 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 fun stuff at Texas Tech. I just, um, it's a swing. It's a swing. It's 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 definitely a a uh, they're they're they're, I like I like, I get the feeling with the, this Cliff Kingsbury thing that there's just no in between, right? Like like it's it's either he's gonna come in and Rosen's gonna be great, and everything's gonna be rosy. And they're just going to be slinging it all around, and, and people are going to be going like, oh my god, look at what's happening, or this is just going to be a weird disaster. I don't know why I have that feeling, but it's just that's just my my instinct about about this whole thing. It's it's definitely the, the most risky hire, I think, other than, actually, I don't know, I think Matt LaFleur is a bit more risky, but uh, this is the biggest way. Yeah. To me, to me LaFleur is risky because you've got how many more years of prime Aaron Rodgers left? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're putting at least probably two of them in Matt LaFleur's hands. So that to me is where the risk comes in is the Cardinals like, oh, okay, things went badly. Well, we probably weren't going to be good no matter who we hired. So it's fine. Well, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Cardinals end up at six of 10 and it's like, bravo, sir. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Six ten, and you can't find the door fast enough. Yeah. I, 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 I was, as I was just going to say, like, I don't think he can go six and 10 with Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, but the Packers practically did that this season. So I yeah. take that back. Um, boy, I hope they have a lot of Kangol hats available in Tampa Bay. Uh, Bruce Arians. I like this hire. Yeah, it, I, mean, I think it's. A, I think they hired a good coach, but it, it's, the the personnel people are still bad enough that I don't think it matters. Yes, yes, but but the thing that excites me about Bruce Arians, I think, well, excites is not the right word, but the thing that makes me feel probably more warm and toasty inside is the Bucks just need an adult in that room, right? Like just, just a oh, guy. Oh yeah, they need someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, a guy who can come in and be like, "Everybody, sit down, shut the hell up. This is what we're doing now." And I think that Bruce Arians is that guy. Now he may not get them to um, the heights he was able to get to with the Cardinals for a little bit there, but I, I at the very least, I think I, I just, I still don't understand this Jameis Winston, the, the hitching their wagon to the Jameis Winston star. That uh... here's the thing: Steve Kime put together a pretty nice roster for Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. He did. Yes. Um. I'm not sure if Jason liked and the people in Tampa Bay are going to be able to do the same thing in Tampa Bay. Agreed. I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen. All right. Um, I think that's it as far as hirings, unless I missed anything. We're wow. waiting on the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, Freddie Kitchens, which, fine. Is, like, is that official yet, though? I thought. Yeah, that's I done. Like uh, I'm not, I don't know if it's official, official, but it's pretty close to a done deal. I, well, uh, I, I like that. They're going with Kitchens and not doing the stupid thing of going Cleveland's with Cleveland's waited DVOA. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's waited DVOA on offense, so it uh, doesn't really think much about weeks one through eight, but it, it back. Cleveland's waited DVOA on offense, fifth. Mm. I agree. So once you, the, the, the further away you get from Hugh Jackson, the more you get into Freddie Kitchens, mm-hmm. the better it looks. Yeah, I like it. I. I... I just like saying Freddie Kitchens too. To be honest with you, it sounds like you remember that scene in The Goodfellas when Ray Liotta's going through all the all the names, right? And he's you know, and they're like, you know, there's Jimmy two times who said everything two times, like get the papers, get the papers, right? And he's like, oh, and there's Nick the Killer, and and I keep like uh, every time I see that, I, I just think he belongs to that scene. It's like, oh, and there's Freddie Kitchens too, right? <laughs> like he just yeah, it's the most yeah, that's a, it's a good name. Yeah, it's a, it's good, a good name. Very good mob name for for, um, for that particular. I love. I, I think that it's a, it's a it's a really good hire for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I 
Cleveland. So is I think what, we're waiting on the Bengals, and who are else waiting for? Is that it? Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. Um, well, the Lions. And are, the Bengals apparently. Oh yeah, Lions well, are looking for the no Lions way. are looking for coordinators. The Bengals apparently are going to do Zach Taylor whenever the Rams are eliminated. So yeah, there and you go. Sarkeesian, we kicked around. We we said that maybe the Lions should take a look at him. I and, would be and, fine with that if I were you. Yeah, and that that's a name that is getting kicked around. So um, yeah, it's just. You know, to quote a great man, enough is enough, and it's time for a change in Detroit. So uh, so there's that. Um, all right, let's 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 talk about the teams that got eliminated last week. The Houston Texans, you guys both had Indianapolis. I had Houston. Um, that was dead from the get-go. Although, one of the worst... I, I mean, there were a few hilarious beats this weekend. Um... One of which was the Indianapolis Colts over for the week, you guys, was 23 and a half. They had 21 with seven minutes left in the second quarter and never scored again for the rest of the game. And still, won. the only way that would have been worse is if they somehow got a safety. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, even so, though, right? If you've got, if you see 21, and then if you've got that over and you look down and you see 21 with seven and a half minutes left in the second, you're like, you're... I have got this. I don't even have to check back. You know, like, I, I can turn yep, this you, off. You're willing right? to turn off the game, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so bad. Um, here's what I'll say about Houston. I think they are going to come to really regret losing this football game over the next few years because I feel like this, the, the way Indianapolis is set up, Frank Reich may or may not be coach of the year. Andrew Luck seems to be perfectly healthy, and they have a buttload of cap space this offseason. And they've got the 34th pick in the draft from the mm-hmm. Jets because of the trade down last year. Yep. Uh, plus... Um, the w- w- some of the guys they got from the trade down last year when making picks via the Jets, mm-hmm. like Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard, are Pro Bowlers. Yes. Or in the case of Quentin Nelson, an All Pro. Mm-hmm. So like people like people looked at the Colts two years ago and it's like, oh my God, you got Andrew Luck and nothing else. And now all of a sudden they have this embarrassment of riches. That just shows the Saints an example of the same thing. You have a great draft class or a couple great drafts in a row, turns things around real fast, man. Yeah, real fast. I like, to, like I don't see any way the Colts don't win, the, don't win their division for the next like five years. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like the I like the way the Colts are set up too. Uh, the Texans still have J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, and DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's that's pretty good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can like you know I I, I I just see this being like I understand what people are thinking. Okay, the Colts are going to be great. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to be great. But I do I I think that we could be in a situation where Colts Texans games are like, like almost like Falcon Saints level. Like okay. this is like oh yeah, these are like some of the best games every year, and these two teams mm-hmm. are usually right in it, and they're in the same division. That type of of competitiveness. So yeah, maybe the Colts are going to go on a run here, but and and yeah, the Texans have some salary decisions to make this season or this off season with Tyron Matthew and a few other guys, but. Let's say that, like, let's say the Texans have a great draft here. Then what happens? You know what I mean? Like, you know, things can things can flop fast in this league. And the hardest thing to find is the quarterback, and they both have that. Mm-hmm. I know that Watson wasn't great on Sunday. I understand that, but I really believe in that guy. Yeah, I. You know what? Maybe I'm. Being, or Saturday, I should say, when he played. But maybe I really I'm being believe. a touch harsh on on the Texans. I just, I just really mm. felt like. They, no, no, no. I get what you're saying, which yeah. is, hey, 
Walter set out to be really good for a very long time, and you are right about that. Mm-hmm. I just think the Texans have some really big pieces too. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think I think perhaps I'm being too hard on them. Sorry, go ahead, Bill. Do the Colts have any business rushing for 150 yards on anyone? You know, like yeah. I, they have a decent offensive line, but when you're coughing up 150, not only are you like you're you're playing poorly. You know, yeah. like that was a bad uh, game. They laid a massive egg. That was really disappointing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think they're not a terrible team, but I do think that they played terribly. Yeah, that was, and it was over from the get go too, right? Like they 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 don't they. I mean, you looked up. It was twenty one nothing, like we said, and then they couldn't score for the life of them. Houston couldn't move the ball. The touchdown they got was in garbage time. It's just God. It was all all sorts of problems. Ah, that was frustrating because they were so good to me this year. Obviously, Houston with with one of the all time great bounce backs with that zero and three start when I had their I had their over and they started zero and three and then I was like, well, <laughs> I was like the guy in, the, the guy in Duff the the Duff guy when it was like, well, that's the end of me, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> oh God! And then uh, luckily it didn't go down like that where they went on that huge streak. But uh, yeah, it was a tough to say. Uh, but I, but you know what, Craig? I think I'm I'm subscribing to your theory that this this could be the new, uh, you know, yeah. This could be a fantastic rivalry. rivalry. Yeah, that this could be a great rivalry over the next. I think five, it could be like years. like and here's the, like the the two like again the hardest thing to find is a quarterback. These two teams are set at quarterback for probably a very long time here. I really I really hope Luck Watson becomes becomes a thing. Um, yeah. Well, and here, well, yeah, and someone I saw some people on Twitter after mm-hmm. the Week 17 game being, oh, maybe Mayfield Jackson's going to be a thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson's stock is a little lower after this weekend. We'll probably talk about that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, we're, we're going to get yeah, we're going to get that, that that in uh, just a second. Uh, before we move on from this, while we're talking to Sean Watson, did you bet on the national championship game at all, Craig? Uh, no, and I had thought like I'm like. Uh, I really thought that I was going to bet Alabama. I thought the line was going to be double Alabama favored by double digits, mm-hmm. and it wound up settling at five and a half. Yeah. Right before game time, I'm like, do I want to bet on this? And I just didn't love it at five and a half, so I didn't. Uh, I, I I was about to do it, and I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because I was going to bet Alabama. Uh, yeah. Clemson was unreal. Yeah. Un- bet- Real. I bet I bet Clemson again, and it was obviously very lucrative for me. And uh, if if I, I don't see any way as of us having this conversation right now that the national championship game isn't uh, Clemson Alabama again uh, in 2020. And, yeah, because uh, the, the the thing with those two programs or the programs where they have like all, all these great athletes on defense is mm-hmm. uh, if they have a hard time finding a quarterback, that's kind of how you get them. Uh, they're both set at quarterback next season. Yeah. Um, Tagovailoa, obviously for Alabama, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. Like, if there's anyone mm-hmm. ever anyone who was a lock to be a first pick in NFL draft three years before it, yeah, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is the first pick <laughs> yeah, in the 2021 exactly. NFL draft. Absolutely, and, and like, if uh, I mark my words on this podcast, if if it's Alabama Clemson again next year, I'm going to take the underdog Clemson for the third time in this little rivalry. And if they come, through are we sure me, that Clemson would be the underdog with tr- like second year <laughs> Trevor Lawrence? Like, yeah, they're going to lose some guys on defense, yeah. like. Fair- whatnot but i'm not certain oh, i just think alabama will do their thing and then and then again and every, we'll go into that yeah. game and it'll be like clemson minus or clemson plus three and i'm gonna be like i'm taking clemson again and if clemson blows them out for a third year and and i walk i'm even though they're an acc rival i'm getting a clemson jersey of some sort probably a deshaun watson one because god damn it man <laughs> like clemson's been so good to me in those title games um and like no bs too so you always you always love it when they don't give you any bs um 
Speaking of BS, uh, Seattle. <laughs> God. Anyway. Uh, God, what one of the? I mean, we mentioned the Colts under the, the the under twenty three and whatnot. Just a bizarre, bizarre game all around. I I like. Why? Why Brian Schottenheimer? Why? Yeah. I mean, why? We're we're late to the game on this. Obviously, it's been it's been yeah. talked about. It's been death, a few but, days since, but, but yeah. Like I don't think you can mention it enough. To be honest with you, is is just the, the their inability to just unleash Russell Wilson. Like I just I don't get it. Like to me, and few people posited this weekend on various podcasts that I was listening to is, are, are the Seahawks just like when it when it comes time to restructure Russell Wilson, are they just gonna let him go? Because they're this weird like. Not well, weird's not the right word, but they're this like forward-thinking organization, no. right? That might just do that. They might be crazy enough to do that, Craig, to just be like, we can find somebody else, and we don't want to, you know, we don't we don't want to screw up our cap space by spending too much on a quarterback. Now they may come to regret that because you know Russell's special, but you know the Seahawks are weird like that, man. I just I just don't think we should completely rule that out. Is is all I'm saying? Like because they're they they're they were the math guys in in football before anything else, really. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I would be I'd be stuck because, like I just said, and I think everyone knows this. Yeah. That's the hard thing to find. Like if like yeah. the the hardest thing to find is a quarterback that is a franchise quarterback yeah. that can be one of the five best quarterbacks. Yeah. Obviously, that's the hardest thing to find. No other way to put and, it. Yeah. And yep. And if you have one, you can't not, like if, to to let a guy like that go. You just can't do it. No, I I, com- I completely agree. Like I, if they do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna think that that's a stupid which is thing. why like you know if you look at like really. you know the 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 best free agent like the two best free agent signings in NFL history I think is pretty clear are Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, right? Um, yeah. Well, Drew Brees without absolutely without Drew question, Brees gets yes. one because he was there for so much longer, but yeah. those are that's one and two, right? That has to be. Yeah. Well, and and both yeah, under exact same circumstances, right? Like franchise quarterbacks who had injury questions that were scaring everybody off right like breeze with the shoulder and manning with the with the like four neck surgeries or whatever they had right yep Yep. and uh yeah so those are uh, obviously extreme circumstances but uh off the top of my dome piece i i cannot uh i cannot think of one that would even be remotely close to those two um kurt warner was kind of signed out of nowhere and he yeah, yeah, he was a walk-on, though. Yeah. yeah, that's a, an undrafted walk-on, a little bit different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As but, uh, far as, like, but you're right, yeah, you're, you're, I like where your head's at, though, Bill, because I, I couldn't come up with anyone even remotely close. I was actually going through, like, all the terrible signings I've, we've seen over the years. <laughs> There's that a lot was, more of those, yeah. Yeah, that was where my brain, I mean, I was like, Albert Hainsworth, no. <laughs> you know, like, uh, Not him. Um... I mean, just a bizarre ending to this game. Like, Seattle, obviously, the, the refusal to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, the Sebastian Janikowski stuff that made it so they couldn't even kick field goals, and, and just <laughs> just one of the weirdest. Uh, we, we need, okay, we need to go back to the old rules on the kickoff, though, right? So that we can at least have the, the a modicum of an attempt of an onside kick, uh, right? Here, no, this is what I keep saying. Okay. We, we should just not do kickoffs anymore. Listen I, to this. Okay, lay it on me. Listen to this. After you score a touchdown, mm-hmm. you have what amounts to a fourth and ten on your own thirty-yard line. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go for it, great. Or if you want to punt, that's fine too. 
but you have the ball with what amounts to a fourth and ten on your own thirty yard line. This is after a touchdown. This is after a touchdown. Okay. So it's like a regular scrimmage formation. Mm-hmm. So it's just so it's a fourth and ten. So most people would punt, obviously, in that spot. And if you're in that lead, you're probably going to punt. But if you want to just go for that fourth and ten, you can on your own thirty. And if you get it, you just start with the ball wherever it is. You could you could hypothetically score on the fourth and ten. You're on third. You know what? I think you're gonna have to go higher than fourth. Like fourth and ten gets converted. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want a fourth and fifteen then? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. I'm Something fine with like that. that. But I, I see where your head's at. That way, you don't have, like you don't have the craziness of the onside kick, and you have the excitement of oh, we just scored a touchdown. Well, guess what? We're faking a punt, and if you screw up. You're probably giving up points, but like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's still the the possibility of the fake and stuff like that. So there's that. So I like that, and it, it would it would be an advantage offense from the perspective of you're probably going to get better field position out of that than you would out of a kickoff, you know. But such is life. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to it. What if we did a thing where um, we put the ball like 20 yards away and we had two guys race to the ball and no, I we got that. it? Stop that. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's stupid. Who would ever do that? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, the Baltimore Ravens uh, eliminated in in strange fashion when it was all said and done, but at, at no point, honestly, throughout that game. I picked Baltimore last week, and, and Bill and I both picked Baltimore weeks. We just obviously we, we, we were blindsided by that defense, and quite frankly, we thought Lamar I, – I think – I'm, I'm going to speak for both of us, Bill. I thought we would get a little bit more out of Lamar Jackson – yeah. Until the last like six minutes of the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly, Honestly, yeah. though, I was like, I picked the Chargers and I bet heavily on the Chargers. Okay. Good on you. And I got nervous, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, because that game, the Chargers had had that game put away in the first half. Yes. If the I Chargers were doing anything in the red zone, that game is twenty-four or nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this isn't going to come back to haunt me. I won't have to worry about this because the Ravens can't score. They got two quick touchdowns, and all of a sudden, it got a little bit, it got a little bit sweaty, but uh, they still pulled through. It just uh, was a little much. Yeah, it got a little dicey there. Um, now, you brought up – sorry, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I think we – I mean, we were talking about how the, the Chargers had some woes in the red zone. Mm-hmm. They were able to win basically, you know, showing those woes. They, they couldn't convert in the red zone. They, they got, what, five field goals in the game? Like, something obnoxious. Uh, the Ravens could have won that game if they had to- tolerable play on offense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson was, uh, yeah, five five field goals exactly, Bill. Um, which is a whole thing for the Chargers, by the way. <laughs> the fact that they had a kicker who was able to groove five field goals, but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, man, just just a a awful awful performance. They, I mean, they refused to unleash him. They refused to let give him any type of plays to put him in, in, in any sort of position to f- succeed or fail. And he held on the ball too long. He fumbled the ball. He didn't protect the ball. It was just... I probably would have been incorrect, but I'm not embarrassed to say mm-hmm. that I was watching that game with my brother-in-law. He was here, mm-hmm. and we were both saying at halftime, like, how does Joe Flacco not start the second half? I... I, I there's no way it didn't come across the, the, the minds of every Raven fan watching that game. Like, at least at some point in the game where it was like, we like we got to go to full. Like, there's no way there was somebody who, who was saying, looked at what they were watching on the screen and thinking, we, we just got to keep plugging away with Lamar. 
because it just there was nothing there for the longest time. He didn't even have like a nice scramble or anything to let you say that it's like okay maybe that'll get him going, right? Where he just spins away from a tackle and runs for like you know ten to twenty yards and and uh, on a on a second or third and long or something and like there was nothing even remotely like that. Now he got a little bit hot there in the fourth quarter, but Chargers were kind of into prevent defense, so I, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't look too much into that. But I I was like man that was that really took the shine off the whole Lamar Jackson apple and and the Ravens fans or at least the smart Ravens fans in my opinion have have really been at the beginning of the season were really plugging away for for Lamar Jackson over Flacco and then but I don't know man I just I haven't seen an, like have have we seen anything with the arm as far like at an NFL level that that would let us say that Lamar Jackson is is going to be a a quarterback for the next 5 to 10 years nope yeah, I, I, I think he's someone who's, you know, he can play in the NFL and I, he could even win a few games. You know, your your Tim Tebow-esque quarterback that can win a few games. But I don't think he'll have the consistency. Uh, even this the game. It would have just, to be a perfectly designed offense. Yeah. And, and, and like, look, I, I hope I, I cheer for him. Seems yeah, like a nice too. guy. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm not sold yet. Yeah, I'm I, not. I, sold yet. I might be out. I'm I'm. I don't know that like the fact that that was a playoff game and they and they didn't they they didn't want to give him even even a chance. I I think that scares me a little having, bit. Yeah, are we having this conversation if they win? Do you think? Uh, depends on how he plays in the win. Yeah, I just mean like so Lamar Jackson had you know two hundred and fifty all purpose yards. That's pretty much what the Chargers had. Um. Yeah, but just it's, it was the, the way it looked. It just yeah. for three quarters, three and a half quarters. You just knew that offense was going to do nothing. And mm-hmm. uh, shout out to the, the Chargers uh, defensive staff, Gus Bradley, like the idea of, oh, why don't we just play seven defensive backs and hope they can stand up against the run and see if that mm-hmm. messes up the Ravens. Melvin well, that Gordon. worked. Yeah. Yeah, that worked. Seven defensive backs was perfect. Melvin Ingram, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ingram was fantastic. The, 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 the guys in the front were, were really, really good. Um, but yeah, good for uh, – it, it's uh, – I'm – I, I'm not out on Lamar Jackson. I just think that you know he was a rookie who had a really bad three quarters here. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, it, but like I'm not saying that oh he's going to be fine. I'm not sure he's going to be fine, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be waving the white flag on him either. True. I, I'm just saying like you're perhaps I was a little harsh saying I, I might be out, but I'm leaning towards that. Like I'm more towards uh, the outside is is, yeah. is I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say. Got a and, sample size, and we still haven't seen anything that's that impressive. Uh, so. Yeah, and and def- and the coaches may know right. Like, that might be why they they weren't, uh, you know, I I don't know. That might be why they they weren't getting him any. Because uh, I mean, we've really only seen that one nice throw that he had. Uh, um, I think it was in the Chargers game, the regular season game where they won, where he hit the he hit the tight end on the seam up the middle, and it, yeah, he just, was, like, and he had a nice throw on the 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 first Baltimore touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was true. Yeah, true. but like you need to see a little more than that, and like it wasn't just that the offense wasn't doing much for the first three quarters; it just it was it just seemed utterly hopeless. They were going to yeah. get anything going. And like Bill, you brought up Tebow earlier, and the thing the the, the dirty little secret about Tebow and the whole thing was like the. Tebow was a son of a bitch to tackle. That was the whole thing. Because Tebow was built like a brick shit house, right? And guys would just bounce off of him. And that was what, like, helped give a little bit of Tebow magic. If you, Tebow was you, playing you, for Baltimore, they'd won. Fair. <laughs> but, uh, like, but, like, Tebow would have, like, 
I mean, he's got Jesus on his side, so I can't, you know, you can't compete with it. But, uh, but like, it would take two guys to bring down Tebow, like every, like every time, and that was the whole thing. And it was just like, God, if he could even remotely throw, he would still be in the the NFL, right? Um, yeah. So I just crossover podcast tentatively worried about Lamar Jackson going forward. As well. Fair, fair. Um, yep. let's talk about. Well, I, I, we're, are we ready to go do, do this week's games, or do we miss anything from last no, week? No, I got to talk about the Bears. Okay. Yep. And then we'll and then we'll move into this game because I am fuming about one particular topic as far as the Bears go. I do not understand now. My hatred for NFL kickers is well documented on this on this podcast. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why when something like this happens with what Cody Parkey did, that everybody on the internet seems to find. Any sort of reason to blame anybody but the guy who doesn't have to run, tackle, catch, do anything. He just has to kick the ball between the damn uprights, and he couldn't do it, and he was only 43 yards away, and he cost the guys who, most of which had to get rubbed downs and were bleeding and shit because they were smashing their heads into other people's heads the entire day. I don't get why we come up with excuses for why the kicker couldn't make the damn kick. It was well, like, why wasn't this? Why didn't this guy do this? Why didn't this guy do this? Trubisky, who I think he was terrible. He he, he was terrible. Um, he was really bad. He was really bad. But if he was mediocre, they win that game easily. True, but that defense played so fucking good. And when it was all said and done, Craig, as bad as Trubisky played, as fantastic as that defense played as weird as the whole thing went for the Eagles it was it was fourth and whatever I don't get that they're like we got to blame the 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 uh the defense for not making a stop for about the 47th time in this game on a fourth and goal I just make the fucking kick and win the game I'm sorry I'm just I'm heated I don't get why we make excuses for these guys who don't have to like run or tackle or do anything. It's just make the kick. And when we, we bust it down, like the Zapruder film in order to say like, perhaps one of the Eagles might've got a fingernail on the ball and deflected it to do weird. No, he missed that kick. Like the second that ball went off of his foot, it was going wide left. It was just so bad. I don't, I just, I don't get why we make excuses for these guys. And then well, we show clips of the fans booing them. And we're like, Oh, that's just so bad. I just, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I really can't. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Cody Park, you hadn't been kicking very well this no, season. He, he had the game against Detroit where he hit. Uh, he's basically trying to hit every single upright. It yeah. just was really, was, really he messy. Was, he was Gordon Bombay and, and uh, well, who was it? Wolf the Dentist Stanson all year trying uh, to break three bar with the uprights in, in Mighty Ducks 2, right? Like, oh, it was bad. And he got two bars in one kick. True, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... That was something else. Mm. That whole thing was something else. Uh, look, uh, you know who gets the blame for the Bears losing a lot? Of, like, I, I only give some to Matt Nagy. We only give a lot to Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And there, some goes to Cody Parkey. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Football games can be decided on one play, but there are many, many plays that lead up to that one play. You know True. what I mean? I, I, like, so, I get it. but to like, like, you know, Cody Parkey has to make his kicks. There's, yeah. no, there's no question about that. And he wasn't doing that this year. And... There's some level of irony to the fact that you know who was making his kicks this year? Robbie Gold, the kicker for the San Francisco 49ers. True, yeah. I <laughs> like, mean, yeah. Like, 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 how's that not part of the conversation? Absolutely so. true. Like, now that, if, if you want to blame, if you want to, to me, if, if you want to place blame on someone other than Cody Parkey for this game, it would be for the guys who make the personnel decisions for the Bears who went into the playoffs with this guy who was obviously terrible, right? Like, I, I just 
wouldn't have done that. He he like what did he miss like twelve kicks or something this year and had a slew of of hitting the uprights and whatnot and it was it was just like I think you tweeted out right before you line up for the kick that it's like Cody Parkey has been bad this year <laughs> like very yes, bad. Yes, I tweeted exactly that. Yeah, and, and it was and it was just like and then it was like doink and it was like yeah. I tweeted <laughs> that when the Bears got the ball back down by one. Now, yeah. I tweeted that on the first play of the Bears possession like Cody Parkey hasn't been very good this year. Just like everybody keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And you know who didn't keep that in mind was Matt Nagy. Yeah. Because he didn't manage his timeouts well. He should have called the time when the Eagles had first and goal. Yeah, he should have called the timeout. Yeah. He should have called timeout instead of letting the Eagles burn. 30 plus seconds. Yeah. If, that... if, they, if the Bears could run a couple more plays, yeah. maybe they're a few yards close. And here's the thing they needed to be one yard closer. If they're one yard closer, they win. Now, that said, I don't like 43. Come on now. You got to make that. No, no, I, no I, I, yeah. I, I, all I'm saying is the closer you get, the higher yeah. your odds are. Now, Maximum that's, that's, chances. That's if said, you've got a kicker who's been hitting mm-hmm. the crossbar in the upright. Mm hmm. That said, Nagy was getting after it a little bit there late, like with the last couple of plays he called. Like it seemed like he tried to end. He it was with a trying touchdown. to score a touchdown. Yeah, he was absolutely trying to yep. score a touchdown. So you have to give him credit Which, there, right? For someone yeah. who uh, decided to bet uh, Eagles plus four and a half because he was very <laughs> calm from the Eagles' ability to win the game. Yeah. I was uh, when when Parky lines up for the kick. I'm like, all right, whether he can, whether he makes it or misses it, I'm feeling pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. was a that Chargers bet, by the way. So I, I had a very profitable Sunday. Yeah, that was that was all right. But like, yeah, I just, yeah, I for for me, it's just I don't I don't get this this weird thing about like, like, and you know, everybody was saying the nonsense, like, well, they made the, like the the Bears made their bed, they got to lie in it for you know, like they could have played the Vikings, and and like it, it came back to that whole thing, and it was just like, and I, like I heard dumb shit like. Well, you know, like you, you, you know, the 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 Eagles were using that as motivation because the Bears went out there and beat the uh, beat the Vikings and stuff, right? And that meant that they wanted the Eagles, and you know, the Eagles were like the coaches were in the players' ears saying, you know, they, uh, you know, they wanted you guys. They 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 think you're you're shit. So you know, and I'm like, well, like if they'd have laid down against your Vikings, Bill. What do you think the Vikings would have been saying all week? It would have, it would have been the exact. Yeah. It would have been they wanted you. They laid down. They don't think you're any good. It would have been the same shit, right? Coaches like, were gonna motivate them either way. Exactly, right? <laughs> so it's all bullshit, and it just now like, that make said. Your kick. <laughs> yes, yes, make your kick. That said, based on the way the Eagles have played the last six weeks of the season, the way the Vikings have played the last six, like yeah, I I, I like I don't know. I agree. Should have let the Vikings in. Yeah, well, mm. and then they could beat them. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. Anyway, rant rant over for me as 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 far as the kickers. Let's move on to the divisional rounds. Um, some pretty choice matchups this week. It, it, like, hopefully this week is everything we thought that the wild card week would be because we 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 touted the wild card week. There, um, like, none of those four football games were particularly memorable. No, uh, and like none of them were. There were some, for... like, there were some memorable endings. Like, there was a yeah. memorable ending with the Eagles and Bears, obviously, yeah. and the Cowboys. Like, but like those were not good football games. No, like that'll get remembered. Everyone's calling it the double doink game, and like twenty years from now, if it, like God willing, if this podcast or whatever facsimile of it still exists, we'll be able to go. Hey, you remember the double doink game? And I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, like you know, we'll be able to say that 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 sort of thing. Like that game has a name now, but other than that, it like none of those games were watchable for like three and a half of the four quarters, right? Yes. So it's just unfortunate. Um, so hopefully we get everything we wanted last week. <laughs> this week, the Indianapolis Colts 
Head to Kansas City. Chiefs are minus five, Bill. I'm going to... I'm going to take the Chiefs here. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think the Colts are a good team. I like the way they're playing. Um, but I think the Chiefs are a better team. I think there's they're going to be airing it out both ways. Um, I don't think the Chiefs are going or the Colts are going to be able to get another 150 yards on the ground against the Chiefs, although they might get that much in the air. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs end up coming away with over seven. How do you feel about this one, Chris? Um, the Colts have had a nice run here, mm-hmm. um, but the way you get the Colts is to chuck it on. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the the version of the Colts that was gettable at one point this year. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a high scoring game. Uh, I yeah. think that uh, the the total, by the way, is fifty seven. Do, do you like the over? I don't know if I love, but like I'm, I'm not betting the under. Tell you that much right now. Yeah. Um, weather in Kansas City doesn't look like it's going to be uh, particularly troubling from an offensive perspective, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a little bit of snow, but it's going to be one degree, so it's not like it's going to be super cold. Um, I, I like the Chiefs and probably the over, and I'm probably going to parlay that Saturday afternoon. I'm reading a nice little stat here about Andy Reid. 23 in games following a bye week. Yeah, but uh, what's his playoff record? Well, that included the playoffs, but... Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, I like the Colts here. Only from the spread um, spread perspective. I think I'm going to take the points. I do expect the Chiefs to win the game, but I am extremely worried about Andrew Luck and backdoor cover potential. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I, like, can't you just see the Chiefs up 11 or 10 and Andrew Luck's just oh, yeah. plugging away against the... Uh, like, side afterwards. Yeah, that's... trying for the... I like... could also see a situation where just Colt defenders just don't know who's going where. Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's the Colts' plan for Tyreek Hill? fair well like i just i truly don't know what it's gonna be that said uh, i really think ty hilton and and luck are gonna be able to get after this yeah oh no you're right uh, secondary yes that's like that's well the question might be as far as whether this game is close or not is yeah you can really run it on the chiefs and that's how you beat them is you mm-hmm. run the ball and you keep the uh, the ball out of Mahomes' hands mm-hmm. how much can damage can the colts do on the ground and the Chiefs' pass rush, which has been pretty good this season, how much access are they going to have to Luck? Because unlike the first entirety of his career until this season, <laughs> Luck has not been brutalized this season, yeah, especially, especially in the second half of the year. Um, we'll see how well the Colts keep him upright this time. But I, 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 I like the Chiefs, though, but this is I, I don't think this is a blowout. I just think that it's like one of those team with the ball last wins type of thing so maybe yeah. maybe i do i should want the points but i, I think that kansas city might have a have you know we'll, we'll say chiefs win by touchdown all right um uh, anything you want to add to this game bill no no i mean you pretty much said it all i think it's going to become a bit of an air show and i'll take the chiefs in that scenario i'm going to take the colts plus the five craig who you got um, I'm I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Okay, and Bill. Chiefs. All right, so we did the same thing where you two were on the first game last week, and I was wrong. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, Dallas heading to Los Angeles. 
Rams laying a touchdown. Uh, for me, this is too many points. The Dallas defense is playing. I, I, I'll I tell you right well. now, this this is this is how I feel. Yeah. The Rams are a significantly better team than the Cowboys. The roster is significantly better. I think that the Rams' offense is one that is going to give the Cowboys some trouble. Um, even the, the, the I know the Cowboys' defense has been good, uh, but I think that the Rams' offense has the potential and the ability to give them some trouble, especially with an extra week to prepare for this particular defense. If you look at the Cowboys' defense, um, there are some ways to exploit some things, and, and Sean McVay will find them. I'm not betting a cent on this football game. <laughs> Fair. Uh, obviously, you're. you're I'm just got, done. I'm yeah, done with the. Yeah, uh, you've got a I'm real one, once bit, twice shy scenario yeah. going on for this game. Um, I'll tell well, you what bet I. George W. Bush, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, won't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I'll tell you what bet I really like for this game. And it's my favorite bet every Super Bowl, and you guys know I bring this up every year. Um, my favorite bet every Super Bowl is shortest touchdown. And, like, shortest touchdown is always – they always do shortest touchdown over under one and a half yards, which is just basically will there be a one-yard one one touchdown. touchdown, right? And they have this at certain places for this game, and it's, uh, for, and it's plus 210. And I am very tantalized by attaching – like, if you're parlaying a bunch of stuff – I really enjoy the one-yard touchdown. Like I'm, I'm taking the 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 oh, the under on which is basically will there be a one-yard touchdown? Yes, I'm basically saying in this game there will be a one-yard touchdown at some point, and it's plus two ten right now. And I really like attaching that to a bunch of things. That's my favorite bet for this game. Uh, I I just I'm 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 going regular season type of scenario on this where I I, I think the Rams win. But I think that the Dallas defense is just playing too well to to lose by more than a touchdown. So so I'm I'm probably gonna take the over under in this game is fifty. That's probably high, right? I would think so. I mean, it's not. It's gonna be outdoors. And another thing is, this is gonna be a home game for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yes, yes, like they're, it they're, will be they're, mostly Cowboys it fans. It will be 70 to 80% Cowboys fans in this building, I think. I, I know I heard some things, like some people were... Like, if you're the Rams and you're looking for a home field advantage in the playoffs, in your first playoff game, yeah. this is literally the worst franchise you could have played. Yeah, yeah. Was it, wasn't the Eagles there's, there's, game in... Wasn't the Eagle? Wasn't the NFC Championship game in LA last year? And there were more no, Eagles because fans, the Rams didn't participate that? in the in the game. Oh, t- uh, sorry, it was uh, Vikings and Rams. It was Vikings and Eagles. Uh, right. the, the Eagles Rams only Rams, playoff. Right? The, the Rams only playoff game last year is when they hosted Atlanta. Right, 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 right. Good point. Good point. Um, but if you were the Rams and you're like, oh, I hope we have a good number of of our fans for the playoff game, this is literally the worst team in the league mm-hmm. to have been the visitor. There is no team worse than this. Unless no. they play the Yankees. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Somehow the Rams are playing the Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might do it. Oh. Uh, even then the Broski Laker fans wouldn't go outside in the cold. They, you know, they, they, Their Chardonnay would be too chilled. Um, it is Los Angeles, California. It's not fair. Uh, <laughs> Fossies. Um, how do you feel about this one, Bill? I feel like there's nothing the Cowboys can do at this point where I think they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're a good team. And the I, only reason the Cowboys are in this game is because the Seahawks ran the ball 
60% of the time for why? no reason. Yeah, for why? Like, that's the only reason the Cowboys are participating in this game. If this was Seahawks-Rams, I'd be really excited for it. I don't even think the Cowboys should have made the playoffs. No, you're probably uh, right. I, I think I'd take the Rams here. I think the Rams are a phenomenal team. I think they're just going to ground and pound, and, and they're going to be able to beat the Cowboys. Here's why I'm taking the Rams. Again, I'm not betting a cent in this game. Mm-hmm. But here's why I'm taking the Rams for the purpose of this podcast. We've given Sean McVay and Wade Phillips an extra week. We have, I, I feel good about an extra what they, week though because they don't know they're playing Dallas until whatever o'clock. Yeah, right? they, look, yeah, they they didn't know they were playing Dallas till the Eagles won. Yes, but they they had three teams they're looking at, and I, it's I know you don't know, but like for the first week of the prep, you have you know okay, we're playing one of three teams, mm-hmm. and then the second week it's the Cowboys. I I, I just I I like the Rams. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I was just going to say the Rams have the the Rams fr- have the better coach, obviously, mm-hmm. and the Rams probably have the better quarterback. That's debatable. Uh, I know that's debatable. That said, I know the Seahawks have the better coach, and I know the Seahawks have the better, the better quarterback. quarterback yeah. Cowboys last week. So yeah, God, yeah. oh, so upsetting. Um, if you had to guess, I don't know if you're looking at it or not right now, but where do you think Dallas ranks in DVOA? As of uh, I actually have it. I, I, I'm not going to guess because it's literally in front of my you on the computer Fair. right now. What do you? What do you? Th- where do you think Dallas ranks in uh, DVOA? Like offense and defensive. Like yeah, just overall, overall DVOA. Just overall uh, DVOA. Keep in mind, it, it, it's not. It's it's still you're you're including all 32 teams in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 13. 19. That's Ooh. weighted too. That's yeah. Weighted. So that's that's counting more of the Amari Cooper time than the non-Amari mm-hmm. Cooper time. So they are two points. 10th in defense, 21st in offense. Yeah, it is. And 24th in special teams. Their special teams have been not great this year. It's, it's, yowza. Um, I'm going to take Dallas plus the seven just because I'm, 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 I'm going regular season stuff here. I'm, I'm not changing my, my, my strategy. I just think that you yep. got to take the good defense with the seven and that's it. Yep. Bill, yep. who you got? No. I'll take the Rams. All right, Craig. Rams. All right. New England. The Chargers are heading to New England. New England is minus four. I'm I'm scared, you guys. I'm I am very, very scared. The reason I am very scared is that both the Sharps and the public are on the Chargers. Hmm. Which makes I'm me, I I'm on the Chargers too. Which I just I am so scared because it makes me think we're gonna get clipped, and they are calling for snow in this game, which and like a lot of snow, not not a little bit of snow, a lot, which does not help the Chargers one iota. You guys, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you're, you I'm not to... like if it turns into a game where you know what you have to do is run the ball. Mm. I kind of like run the ball tar- in the snow though. Yeah, but Brady can throw the yeah exactly. Like Brady can throw the ball in the snow better. Yeah, but here's the th- like I know no this doesn't necessarily weight it either way just because mm-hmm. both the quarterbacks are older guys, but I think that the Tom Brady we know uh, from winning football games when it's super cold outside was the t- early to mid twenties Tom Brady. Fair. He is the 41. Tom, at forty one, the mm-hmm. bones hurt a little more when you get hit in the cold. Yeah. No, I don't care what kind of crazy diet you're on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care how many glasses of water you're drinking a day. <laughs> Brady's whole thing is he had a lot of zip on the ball, but, you know, it's a cold, it's a wet day. You don't have the same 
traction. Maybe he has a little less zip. Now he's got a little less zip just based on time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he makes a few mistakes. If this is a defensive, I think that the Chargers defense is better than the Patriots defense by a relatively significant margin. Would you say that spread was? Minus four, four. for New England. Yeah, I don't. I'm scared. Yeah. I am so scared of this game. Here, now, here's a question. This is just totally random, and it's not relevant to who's going to win or lose this game. But the Patriots have been hosting a game this weekend basically forever. Like, mm-hmm. they, they always host a game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time the Patriots were the smallest favorite amongst the spreads? It's I probably would, been a while. I would guess that Baltimore game... Uh... Uh, it, the, the, I would guess that I, I would guess that Baltimore game when Baltimore went into Foxborough and won in the divisional round. That was the, that was the AFC Championship game. Was remember, it? Oh, Baltimore won in Denver the previous week with that stupid Joe Flacco play. The, oh yeah, the uh, God that, that made that so much money. That, that, was that the same game? Because the Ravens have beaten them a couple of times. All right, because we uh, the Ravens have beaten them twice. Once it was Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. The Patriots not one of the top two seeds, mm. and Ray Rice had a bajillion yards. Yeah, and, and that, what was the game where Bernard Pollard knocked out Shane Vereen, like knocked him that out? That was the game that you are thinking about right now, the oh, okay. AFC Championship game in 2013, oh, okay. near the Super Bowl. So that's the game. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of that one because Shane, when Shane Vereen's yeah, body, title game, yeah. but yes. Like and like Bernard Pollard of all guys, that was just yeah. one of the more amazing moments. Yeah, Bernard Pollard knocked Shane Vereen, and it was a clean tackle too because he he, yeah. he caught him with the head, like he caught him with the shoulder right in the head and just knocked him out cold. And it was just yeah. like Tom all... Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Shane Vereen. He just he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you 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 pick a significant patriot of the a significant offensive playing patriot over the last few years. Yeah. Bernard Pollard did something to him. Yeah, God, it was so bad. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that would be my guess. Is the last time they were they were the smallest of favorites. I just I I am. You know what bet I truly truly love in this football game though, uh, is the under. I know yeah, it's, I know that's it's a only, good one. I know it's only forty seven and a half, but I I truly love the under in in this game. I'm like I'm gonna have uh, uh, I'm probably gonna have a parlay a lot of parlays that feature the under in this game and the one yard touchdown in in the Dallas uh, Rams game. Uh, I, and this may just be a shameless reverse jinx, you guys, because I have a, the Chargers were, like I've mentioned on this podcast before, at the beginning of the season, I, I forgot that I placed a not insignificant amount of money on the New Orleans Saints at 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl before the season started. When the playoffs started, the Los Angeles Chargers were 18 to 1. I may or may not have placed that exact same amount of money on the Chargers. Oh. So I am wholeheartedly rooting for a. So basically, if a Chargers or New Orleans Super Bowl happens, I'm going to cry, tear, just weep tears of joy. Like like remember when Cartman got that got his own theme park and he was just like, I'm so happy, right? Like that'll be me. Um, so perhaps this is a shameless shameless reverse jinx by me, but I am I am so scared. So I I just I I'm I just think it's too weird. That the public and the and the sharps are all on the Chargers, and that no one thinks New England can win this game, <laughs> and they're the New England Patriots. It's so scary. So I am I am taking New England minus the four, in, in what some will no doubt think is just shameful by me. Um, sorry, go ahead, I'm Craig. taking the Chargers. All right, Craig's taking the Chargers. Who you got, Bill? I gotta go Chargers here. Wow, uh, I, we have not agreed. Well, at least I, I, you two are on the same page. I. Yeah. 
am am just God. Which I guess means that it's it should be like I guess it bodes well for good games. The fact that we're at least like mixing all of these, right? We're not we're not all it's on true. one page. Um, Philadelphia heads into New Orleans. New Orleans is currently minus eight. Craig, does the Nick Foles magic end this week? Yes, okay. I think it it ends. Uh, I, I got if 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 Cody Parkey makes a field goal, the Mitch the the Nick Foles thing is over. If Mitch Trubisky isn't really bad. Mm. The Foles thing is over. Like, I think this week it just gets it gets nasty. I think that the Saints win this game going away. It won't be close. I mean, Trubisky was bad, but I mean he was able to take advantage at certain points of the of the Eagles secondary. Like they like if if like Maddox should probably not see the field in this New Orleans game because no, Trubisky like, is torching him. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 And well, the, the the Bears realize that. Oh, yeah. Maddox is going to bite on just about any sort of double move that we do. So Allen yeah. Robinson, a couple of big catches. You don't think that like I, I don't know do, 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 uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton are probably watching that game together somewhere just and just watching and like, huh, wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's 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 some interesting stuff up there. Hey, hey, Sean, is Michael Thomas still on our team? Is <laughs> yeah. <he just> <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. It's it's is Ted Ginn still on our team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He is. <laughs> God, I mean, to me, there's only two outcomes, right? Either New Orleans just... A close, a close Eagles win or a New Saints Orleans, blowout. Yes, yeah, Saints the, blowout, the, the, right? And, like, some, some weird stuff in the Eagles game where you're like, like... Like, there'll be, like, a weird drop for New Orleans or something like that where you're like, oh, no, they left the door open for Nick Foles to do something. It's just like... God, I just I should not be so worried about Nick Foles coming to town for New Orleans. Like I, I just I think the Saints. I, I I'm just this 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 is like here's the thing about the Nick Foles situation. Mm. He won one road game. He won a neutral site game against the Patriots. But this is this is by far the toughest game he's had, even tougher than the Patriots Super Bowl. And I think that the the Superdome is going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. The Sean Payton Drew Brees era Saints have never once lost a playoff game there. That won't change this week. Hope you're right. Um, your feelings on this game, Bill? Saints are going to win, but it's a high amount of points. Yeah. I, I think I take this. I hate taking that many points in a playoff game, but I got to go Saints here. I don't think the Eagles are particularly good. I, I think Foles is not a terrible quarterback, but he's not good enough to, to go on the road and, and beat Drew Brees in the playoffs. They're going to have to probably score... 28 points at minimum mm-hmm. to be competitive in this game. I don't know if Foles is doing that. And the other thing with the the Eagles, just from a, a DVOA perspective, the defense has had some problems this year, and they figured out a couple of things in the secondary. Yes. But um, they are they are short corners, mm-hmm. and like you're talking about other like coaches and quarterbacks getting a week to think about it. Uh, basically. Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been like, if we play the Eagles, we know that they're short corners. So I don't know what they're going to do to take advantage of that. I think we might see a couple of situations where, they, obviously, the Eagles are just going to, or the, the the Saints spread everybody out and just see what happens. Uh, okay, we're going to put five receivers in the field. Let's see if you can cover all five. And no one, other than maybe Phillip Rivers, no one in the league goes through his progressions faster than drew Brees. Mm. um if someone is open drew Brees will find that guy 
So no, I'm I, I just think this is a this is not only a, a tough place to play, obviously. This is just a bad matchup for this Eagles team. This is a bad matchup for them. Yeah, they because they've got five guys who can get open, and they're they're secondary. Like we said, we saw Maddox just getting torched. And not, by not only do they have five guys, they they they, they yeah. they're the not only have five guys can get open, but they have the quarterback that finds the open guy, and they have mm-hmm. the coach that schemes the right way. Like it's yeah. just it's not a good matchup if you're hurting in the secondary, and the Eagles definitely are. They yeah. like they couldn't figure out what to do with Allen Robinson and Mitch Trubisky for a lot of the game on Sunday. Like, what are you gonna do with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas? Yeah. Um. I'm going to take the Eagles plus the eight, but by no means do I think that this is like an, I'm not taking this as a Nick Foles magic type thing. I, I do think New Orleans will win this game, and for the love of God, please do, because I have that 18-1 that to 1 ticket. Uh, but I just, again, this is just me sticking to the adages, and I'm taking the plus eight because I'm worried about the Eagles in a backdoor cover uh, type scenario. Uh, who are you taking in this one, Bill? Saints. All right. Craig? I'm going. Oh, Saints for sure, and I'm going to be uh, trolling sports books and trying to find whichever book lets me bet the Saints minus the most points. Yeah. I think this game. I, I I have not felt this sure. And, and look, famous last words. Yeah. I haven't felt this sure about a, a a playoff game in this round in some time. Christ, I hope you're right. I I would really like like as much as I love this Nick Foles thing, and you know me, I I love it when stuff happens that it's like it seems like it's magical and it has everybody going like what how just think about how much fun the Super Bowl matchup is this year if it's any of the three AFC teams that aren't the Patriots and any of the three NFC teams that aren't the Eagles. Fair, yeah, but I mean, just I'm I'm excited about that, and hopefully yeah. we can uh, be assured of that at the end of this weekend. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, I mean, just yeah, Chargers, Saints, Super Bowl, please, <laughs> please, it's like that would oh, be pretty God. fun. God, I want that so badly. Uh, I'll show up. You know those stupid jerseys where you, you can get like half of one jersey and half of another jersey. <laughs> like I'll I'll get a half Philip Rivers. I just half... hope both teams have fun. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'll get I'll get a half Philip Rivers, half Drew Brees jersey. If if like as long as it doesn't spell anything stupid, if, it would spell either Rivers or be, or Rivers. Briv- Rivers. I kind of like Rivers better. Let's yeah, go with Rivers. Okay. I'll get a Rivers jersey. Um. Oh God! All right. Um, yes, if you're a Chargers fan, is the most torturous outcome to Philip Rivers' career losing to Drew Brees in the Super Bowl? Oh wow! I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> Isn't that like the worst bringing thing it, that could happen? Bringing it full circle because we talked about how that was one of the uh, one of the greatest signings of all time. Oh, that would be, that so- be like if you've been like hoping for Philip Rivers, like, oh yeah, that's right. They lost in the Super Bowl against who? The guy that the team had before he got there. Yeah. Oh, you know what? If that happens, I'll probably root for, for it'd be tough though. Cause obviously I'd be rooting for an LA franchise to get a second Super Bowl that they probably won't remember. But, uh, God. second Chargers don't have a Super Bowl. No, the LA, just LA as a city has one. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Um, which, you know, as a Lions fan who will never get to sniff a Super Bowl, that makes me want to vomit in terror, obviously. <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do? Um, before we sign off, Craig, did you watch The Bachelor this week? I did. Um, we should have done an over-under on number of virgin references. Because somebody... whatever, whatever, whatever lie we put on it, it would have been the over. <laughs> I jokingly wrote, I, I wrote on Twitter that the, uh, you know, the, the, 
the rules to the drinking to the to the Bachelorette premiere drinking game were one. It only had two rules. One was drink anytime Colton's virginity gets brought up, and two, don't fucking drive home. <laughs> like, and in fact, I think rule two probably should have been just die of alcohol poisoning because my god, they couldn't. Um, the live hit nonsense. I I can only hope we never do that again. That was truly. Here's the thing. Absolutely ABC terrible. wanted to stretch that for all it was worth. So was the sad move is, uh, it's the, the sad news is that that probably is going to happen again. It was like, terrible. But it was, was fundamentally I, awful, but I it's going to happen. One person who enjoyed their experience during that whole thing. Now, Guess so what? Doesn't that get taken ABC, into does, consideration does, whatsoever? Does AB, here's the thing about ABC's perspective. They don't give a shit. No one changed the channel. I guess, but like... My God in heaven. Um, like, it was just that, like, we're already on board, though. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like, we don't need, like, basically ABC saw, like, a really nice Jaguar and said, what if we put some flames on the side of it and maybe a wing on the roof, right? And it was just like, why? <laughs> like, we don't need any of this. It's, it's But all here's, just... here's the thing. Oh. ABC saw that Jaguar, put the flames on the side, the wing on the roof, and sold that Jaguar for the exact same price they bought it for. I suppose, but God, I can didn't I, cost them anything. I guess I can only I can only I can only put it out there into the ether to just please never do that again. That was unconscionably terrible. That, that was so bad. Um, what was your uh, What was your take on Colton so far? I don't care. This guy sucks. Oh, he's bad. He is real bad. And I think we got a window into exactly why he's a, a, a virgin. Um, all this time, I thought it was maybe a religious thing or a saving himself for marriage thing. Um, I've never seen a guy who came a stone's throw away from... Like, I didn't think it would be possible that a guy who was a stone's throw away from making the NFL could just have no game with women whatsoever. I, I mean, just... Like, one of the women signed... You know, like like they made like the woman who was the speech or whatever, like sign language the word kiss in front of him, and he was like, and like, it like he she sign languaged kiss in front of him, and he was basically like Lloyd Christmas, where he was like, well, see you later. <laughs> you don't think maybe maybe he's like, oh, she loves that band. Yes, man, that was so bad. And yeah, I like Gene Simmons too. Sticks out his tongue. Yeah, and then like left, and it was like, All right. oh my god, lick it up. <laughs> so bad. And apparently, some people who know sign language came out and said, yeah, that's not actually how you make the sign language for kiss. So that that's a whole other kettle of fish there. But uh, I I like I shot my shot with the when we read the profiles. I was like. I hope the DJ from Fort Lauderdale <laughs> is is pretty big and uh, you know. See Which one I... was the villain again? What was her name? That was the DJ from Fort Lauderdale. Oh really? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And then, like like they wanted like to get time with him for it. Oh yeah. It yeah. Was she she has that doesn't have legs though for some reason. I think she's the red herring for for the villain. I'm I'm I'm. Oh, it'll be somebody else. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be the girl whose mother is in prison currently for embezzlement. <laughs> that's gonna be my that's gonna be my pick for for who's gonna be the villain of this season. I don't know. Just perhaps I'm stereotyping, but uh, quite frankly, I would not trust the the girl whose mother was in jail in a federal prison for embellishment. <laughs> Call me crazy. Call me old fashioned. But uh, yeah. that's that's just Matt Pierce's uh, thought. 
Uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, no, I'm sign done. up? All right. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, please download, but you don't have to listen. Craig Needles, Bill Needles. Oh, and uh, um, we did do our Aquaman review. Mike Leapock came on a little bit, and we... we uh, we talked uh, a bit of the Jason Momoa Aquaman, which is approaching a billion dollars worldwide. You guys, Jesus Christ! Um, is it all right or is it... it's like I I liked it. I liked it. I think I think it's worth the ten bucks to sit in. I mean, J- Jason Momoa takes his shirt off for most of the flick. So what else do you need, really? But uh, Corey was always walking around with his shirt off. off. <laughs> But uh, like, like it's it's a solid flick. It's not like the best fucking movie you've ever seen in your life. But I, like, Leapock didn't like it as much as as I did, which you know I think is a reason to go back and listen to the podcast because we we went at it a little bit. There, we had a good back and forth for for most of that. But uh, do I think it should make a billion dollars worldwide? Probably not. <laughs> but uh, you know, here we are. And I think I think the billion dollars is more akin to the fact that I think Jason Momoa is about to be the guy here for a little bit. Like I just. I think he's going to be the guy where if you just slap his name onto any kind of action movie, it's automatically going to make like half a billion overseas. So we may be witnessing something. We, we, yeah, we, we, we just may be witnessing something here. Um, that's it for this week. So uh, we'll be back next week, obviously to talk the championship round in the NFC and the AFC. Hopefully the chargers and the saints are still around. <laughs> That's all I care about really going forward. Uh, Craig needles. Thanks for doing this. And bill needles. Thank also, you. Thanks for doing this. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Easy. All right. Take care, everybody. Russell.